0: Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks very much for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedules uh, to tell us a little bit about the work that you've been doing at Aon. Uh, Paul, Hugo, I wonder if we could start by asking you both briefly to introduce yourselves and the roles that you play at Aon, please.
1: Sure. So I'm Paul Brutzel. I'm the CIO for Risk, uh, which covers commercial risk and EMEA as a region.
2: Hi, I'm uh, Hugo Ekman. Uh, I'm Aon's uh, Global Chief Broking Officer, uh, which means that I'm uh, working with uh, broking professionals across the globe, uh, placing insurances for our clients.
0: One thing maybe I could ask you to do, introduce um, you know, your broking system, your broking platform, ACL, and exactly what it is that you've, uh, that you've built.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, uh, so ACL stands for Aon Carrier Link. Um, and basically what we try to do is to, um, as I said, it links clients to carriers, clients to insurers um, on, on, on different products. So what you see now is there's a quite manual process. I mean, we use data analytics, obviously, in, in our advice, but um, when a client comes to Aon, um, uh, basically wants to place an insurance, um, uh, they, they give us some information. People go around the market and, and, and meet up with uh, or call out or. Um, interact with with insurers to get multiple uh, quotations for an insurance like that and um, there's a negotiation going on and then uh, it ends up into a product quotation gets to the client clients likes it gives us the order and then it's being placed so that's the basic process we uh, we do uh, which is now all uh, quite manual manual and there's a there's a there's a big human bias in this as well so everyone says when is the um, the automation of that done. Um, so what we're trying to do here is get a bit a bit of that uh, going. So we, we want to structure information that everyone goes with the right uh, and same information across the globe um, uh, uh, on, on its way, that we select products with the clients a bit more in a, in a technologically uh, way. I mean, uh, the next step is, is probably get a bit of artificial intelligence around that. And when we know what a client is and what a product is, uh, then go out to the um, uh, to the insurers and um, uh, and, and that a bit more in a um, in a standardized in a uh, controlled way. So so we got brokers and uh, people that actually are negotiating with 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 carriers. Uh, they're going to use the system. Uh, they still have have, have stuff to, to override or, or add to the system. But the negotiations so the data to the carriers is going in an automatic way rather than email or fax or um, uh, or even or even paper. Um, uh, get get that in a structured way to uh, to insurers, uh, record everything which happens in the uh, in the negotiations, and then seals it all with, um, uh, with 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 proof in the system that what we've done we've done. Get it to the client and, and up to the carrier again to uh, to finalise. So, the entire process of placing an insurance um, is uh, is actually supported by a system that um, uh, that gives the broker. Um, well, less less uh, burden to um, uh, to do all the manual things, uh, less burden to get the right data out of the systems and, and use it for, uh, for our clients. Uh, avoids any rekeying from client to account executive, broker to carrier who's doing it in their systems again. So that's that's the the, the whole thing we're, um, uh, we're 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 supporting here with the uh, with. Ah,
0: oh, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Hugo. Uh, let's start with the first question. Then, can we start by Asking you to dest- describe the challenges faced by Aon, and the scope that you were looking for any solution to address. Who would like to start?
2: I'm happy to uh, happy happy to kick that off. Um, so, uh, what, what we're um, uh, what we're aiming, what we're aiming for is um, to actually. Get a supporting system for the broking process, the way we transact with carriers um, to to place insurances. Um, and historically, uh, the organization has focused on policy management, so the literal policy um, and management systems and the invoicing of it. Um, and, um, and given the size of the organization, we're across the entire globe. Uh, we're with 50,000, soon to be 80,000. Um, uh, it was a country-by-country country, uh, basis, and, and we started to integrate that. But uh, looking at this broking process, um, there actually was no system um, uh, that was working. I mean, everyone was doing offshoots of a policy management system or use the old Word, Word and Excel um, uh, base to, uh, to, to do that stuff. So um, so in that sense, we, uh, we, we, we tried to, um, uh, to, to, to get it to a, to a single standard. Um, and um, getting from the client wish into looking at what data we actually need to come to a product an insurance product, what kind of policy are we placing and which carriers are we using So all the advice and negotiation around that needed to be in, in this in this platform in the system And the, the, the main difficulties we saw is that first of all there's a geographical um, uh, diversity. I mean there's local, uh, uh, roles of a broker. A broker is not performing the same role in every country. There's history, there's market practice, there's regulation for every country, um, and then there's a whole suite of products. So it runs from motor insurance to 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 basically the offshore industry and, and everything which is uh, which is in between. So getting that 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 hugely well, different ways of, of working with different products uh, into one system is is something we we regarded quite long as as not achievable um and uh, and we've worked the past four years and in the last two years with with, with to uh, to actually bring a bit of standardization in that and uh, and see how we how we can do that so so i think geographical differences and the um uh, and, and and the product suite that we actually wanted to um uh, to service with it uh, are the most um the, mo- the most difficult ones to address paul any any anyone to add from your end
1: yeah, I think I think just to expand on what you just said. Uh, the you know Aeon's in uh, one hundred and twenty countries. Uh, the we, we've got an awful lot of, of technology. Uh, we've got an awful lot of products. So one of the, the key challenges we have in our organisation isn't isn't just the technology play, but the how do we deploy it? How do we deploy it at scale and at speed? And that's a real big challenge within um, any multi-country, multi-region organisation. So we needed to set about creating something that was not only fast to deploy, but also our ability to add product very, very quickly, very, very fast and, con- and consistently. We've got uh, thousands of products being a broker rather than, than an insurer. And so, yeah, back to, to Hugo's challenge, uh, point about the challenge. It, it's hard when, when you're looking at so many different locations with so many different ways of working, operating, maturity of markets. Um, so, yeah, the solution had to accommodate for all of that.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Um, that's really interesting. Actually, Paul, you were talking about deploying at scale and speed. Maybe you can talk a bit more about this, more about that as we go through this. So um, let's move on. Can I ask you to talk about the solutions that you've used Liberty Create to help deliver for Aeon?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll take this. So um, the solutions we've really, really had to go down is is creating a platform, which is where we've used Liberty Create. We we call it Matsoft because it's come through different evolutions as we go through, Um, which is a a low code technology. Um, But it isn't just low code um, generating code from configuration. It actually has an environment that we can use, which is ridiculously quick to deploy. Um, we sit that that's set on AWS Cloud, which is fantastic because then we can actually deploy it globally and we'd have to worry about our local on prem environments, which we have many. Um, and so the idea was, was to create that. What, what was really powerful around using that is not just we've created a low code environment, or we've also created connectivity to our existing environments. We've used a complete set of APIs which are reusable. And again, every one of our countries has its own nuances and variability in the technology side. Um, and we've managed to basically work through how do we create a consistent layer that we can then connect into and, as uh, say, deploy at speed.
0: Excellent. Anything you'd like to add, Hugo?
2: No, that's uh, getting too technical for me. I'm here the commercial guy, so um, I, this, this this is why Paul and I have worked so closely together. He's, um he's I mean the, the 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 I mean the main worry is is I start to understand what he's saying actually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Very good. Okay. Um, all right, then let's ask you a business question, Hugo, uh, not a technical one. Yeah. Um, interested to understand how you really went about understanding the broking process and all the other processes that you really wanted to automate as part of this solution.
2: Yeah. Um, there's been a um, sort of a tedious process. Um, again given given the fact that we are so many countries and have a different role and a different way of, uh, of, of working uh, across it um, it literally was dive in and, and and have discussions with the people and and see where, <coughs> where, where where how the processes were running so talking with a lot of people on on, on the ground in, in in either in the broking process itself in the in the admin that's supporting that and the IT side on Basically, with everything, and, and and going to the lowest level, understanding what it actually was, how we how we did it. Um, in the meantime, um, calling out any or well, in, inefficiencies in the process, um, uh, which have been there because they have been there always. Uh, and I think everyone who's listening to this has has had this experience. Once you dive in, you see stuff like, "Well, why on earth are we doing that?" Um, and if you if you run it through the process, then it's um, uh, it, it 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 is something that that doesn't make sense. So. So it, the, the 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 main thing is um, really really talking to people and, and understanding what the purpose was of certain processes, what the outcome should be, and and um, and it down and writing it down. And I still remember we had a week and a half in in, in Dublin with with commercial people and technicians, uh, eight thirty in the morning till six thirty at night, just go through simple processes on how we do a mid-term adjustment on a on a policy or. Um, and, and, but, that, but that gave us the, the real understanding, the real feel on what it needed to do um, and making sure that um, uh, they, were, they have all the people around the table. I mean, usually what you see with processes or with products like this is someone has a solution and try to push it into, uh, into an organization. And what we've done here is we've taken a step back, uh, looked at the processes and sort of tried to find the right level uh, of uh, of um, uh, where to look at. So so you go very high level. You go like, well, we need data. With the data, we go to an insurer. Um, uh, we come to a product. Um, uh, we negotiate, and then it ends up into uh, into a policy. And there's all kinds of stuff around there um, to uh, to 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 take. But if you take that to a very high level, everyone is doing the same. Data of a client. Get a product. Get to an insurer. Get a policy. And um, and then there's a zillion um, um, differences in there, but finding the right level of where we want to standardize or, or at least make the platform sort of non-negotiable was uh was, was probably the um uh, the, the, the the biggest thing determining the standard on where we want to we want to go is is has, has been um and again has been a discussion with with everyone on the ground that is real time in these uh, in these things either on the on the production side in the in the in the broken world or on the um operations or IT world uh, to make sure that we understand each other what we're talking about what we want to achieve so yeah it's just hard work get your feet into, um, into the mud and, and, and wrestle through yeah I think one, one
1: thing I would add and, and look this is a, a massive compliment to Hugo and the team is, is their focus on what we're trying to achieve you know everyone understands what we're trying to do is create a solution that's supporting the broken process Absolutely right. Consistent at the top level, the more you go down, the more, more detail it becomes. But that's, that's as we all know, doing any program of work, the thing that kills most of the time is scope creep and moving around. We were very clear of what we wanted to do from a process point of view, what data we needed out of that process point of view to make sure it was consistent. So, uh, you know, having a team and, and having Hugo leading it and saying, OK, so this isn't part of the broker process. We're not going to do that as part of this. This is what we're focusing on is massive because then we all know that the target stopped moving then we can finally hit it and i think that's that's what's worked really
2: well yeah i think i mean one of the things we found in that process is is having the discussion is that people tend to uh, I mean as i, I, I we're, we're all nerds whether we're in the it world or in the operation world or in the i mean in the broken world if you if you talk if you talk to an insurance practitioner i mean he loves to go into detail on clauses and 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 coverages and and what you see is that quite a lot are, are sort of siloed in their own little world and and you go into too much detail so quickly. Um, and I think what we've been able to do and, and Paul and the team and the operations side of Aeon and, and the broking side is, is lift that to the right level, having the discussions on the overall portfolio and not on the exemptions. And as Paul said, I mean, focusing on... on on the end product, we want to we want we want to get this done. We want to support the broken process. And and guess what? It's not going to be a hundred percent solution um, uh, because if we want that, you you'll probably be working for the next twenty years. And in the meantime, all the all the requirements change. So, scope getting the scope right and making sure that we we made progress against that has been uh, has been the key in the, in in that process of understanding the uh, the processes there.
0: I think that's so interesting, actually, and I'd, I'd love it as we go through this, if you could talk maybe a bit more later on about, um, you know, how you were able to take all that thinking of what actually defined the process and how you use that in the, uh, in the applications that ultimately got built. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Paul, as well, your point about scope, it's so easy, isn't it, for scope creep to happen and for you know things to start to drift from what your original plans were, that discipline to make sure that that didn't happen. I think was really quite admirable to really to make sure that that was that was the case in in your in your situation.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I think that the two areas are always worrying is one, you know, the understanding of the scope that's coming coming down as a set of requirements. The other thing is is you know the technology industry, certainly in the, the insurance space, and I've, I've been in it for 30 years. Is we tend to then want to go and recreate things we've already got elsewhere within the organisation, whether it's connecting off to something like a FileNet environment and whatever we're trying to do. I mean, our focus for very much around what we're doing is creating an environment, which is actually supporting the broken process. The tools and technology was huge to us because it allowed us to actually have that layer separated from the data layer, which was, you know, reused across multiple environments. It allowed us to use connectivity into things like FileNet. So I used API connectivity rather than having to go and embed documents within the, and so you end up with a very, very powerful tool that's very, very flexible and componentized. So then actually, as we add more things in the future, and we'll talk a bit about more of that later on, you don't have to go and rebuild another application that actually you find these a 40% overlap with a claim system that we, we, we were using elsewhere. And of course, then we copy the data and move more data around, which is a little bit of the old way that we, we've, we've done in the industry. and. Hands up! I've done it as well. So, so it, it's a different mindset to the way we've been trying to work and, and go forward as not just as a company, but actually working with NetCore. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Paul. That's great. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. So, the next question is: Aeon scale is huge. So, can you talk a little bit about the challenges that your scale, in particular, has presented?
2: So. <clears throat> So on one end it did, on the other end it didn't. Um, uh, again, if you if you if you start asking people like, "How, how can we help you with uh, with the broking process?" I mean, oh my God! I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's going loose. And um, uh, I prefer, I mean, to, to Paul's earlier point in, in scoping, I mean, once once people say what, what, what they need, what what they need is, they go they go all the way. I mean, uh, we we keep joking around. Um, it should make my coffee in the morning as well. Otherwise, it's a crap system. And um, um, but I mean, if you if you if you peel off the, the 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 shell of the detail and you go one or two levels up, um, and you 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 cut out the well the nonsense, let's put it that way. And we've done a lot of those. Um, and you look at well, we got data, so that's where we started with everyone. You got data, and you got a product, then you got an insurer, then you got a policy, and we kept on to that model. Um, and everyone will say to you that placing a fire insurance in Finland is completely different than uh, in Chile. Because what those things, is, those things is we get data from the client, find the product, um, uh, go to a carrier and find a policy. That is, that is similar everywhere. And that's when we started to move down a bit um, and got a whole lot of um, variations. But... Um, it also enriched the way we, we looked at our, our data our data pool, because that's where it all starts. If we've got the data pool right, the rest is relatively simple. And again, I mean, there's nerds who can talk forever around uh, products and wordings and clauses and, and the way a policy should look like. Uh, but if you keep it high level enough, um, that, that is where it's getting really, really valuable. And, and that is also where, uh, so, so I don't see the scale much as a, as a challenge. It's getting to the right basis, and we took a long time to get that. To give you some impression, before we started um, even talking to Metcol, Um, we already went around the world for two years, uh, literally looking to systems in the U.S., uh, Latin um, Europe. Uh, we even went to Australia a week to to get under the hood of their systems, um, and and taking those into a into a common view. Um, uh, that took a long time but if you don't if you don't do that if you don't get the basics right and you start off like well let's let's let's, and as we've always done come from a policy management system and try to add or bolt on uh, broking uh, elements to that that's where you go wrong if you start with the right thing having the right data actually the rest flows quite quite easy and and what we found is uh, once you start talking with people around that um, Again, scoping was, was, uh, was, was probably the, the key uh, thing we needed to do because everyone saw a, a million new ideas w- what we could do with the data once we, we had it in a, in a structured way as we want. So I don't think the, um, uh, the, 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 the scale has, has, has limited us in, in any way, um, especially because we say we, we only build here the core. If you want to go one level deeper in the country, that's what we're going to configure so, so the core is sort of undisputable. So no one can touch. It. If, if if you record a revenue for a client, a revenue is a revenue of a revenue, whether you come in in, in Finland or in Chile. I mean, it's the same. So that's no one can touch that. But the local um, uh, sort of sort of changes, the local additions you need to that, we leave that local. And we, we started off in Spain, and, and having the team there did a brilliant job in 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 getting getting that done. Um, Actually getting that configuration and we use that now to other countries to see whether there's differences in there. So that configuration is the work going forward. The platform itself actually I didn't find any hinder in the um, in, in, in our scale and, and our, our global global way. I don't know why you see that Paul, but from my angle that's sort of getting the right base and working from there. Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: think I think you you
2: said it you can very easily get wrapped up in
1: saying we've got all these countries and therefore, you know, how are we going to do How are we going to do this problem? And again, it's a bit like, you know, what I said before around understanding your deployment model. I mean, if you think around our our um, ACL solution, single code base, single data model, single cloud um, instance. And yes, we may look at putting three of those around the world just from, from a, a speed perspective, but it's all consistent. So actually, you know, whether I've got you know, 100 plus countries, or I've got 30 countries, it doesn't really matter to us, it's just a matter of making sure that we've got that set up from a technology layer and point of view, and having that configurability at the country level to give them the ability to have that variation and variance on a, on a country local basis. And look, you know, that, that will be something that will probably continue to grow as we go with different products and different variations. But the the key thing, and the most important thing is the core data model we have seen behind that is consistent across the world. Yep. We capture the additional data. We use that to allow the local teams. And look, I'd like to call that a Spanish team as well. They were absolutely awesome in this whole process and, what, and, and how they worked and how they sort of brought everyone together as a team. But it's around making sure that say, you want to make sure the help that's consistent stays consistent. The variability needs to be in country and more importantly, quick. You know, IT unfortunately tend to end up being the bottleneck. I know I'm from the IT industry, probably not doing myself any favors. But but ultimately, if every time they want to make a change from a local country, from a local product, they need an IT guy, honestly, deployment's going to be ten years. You know, that's not the model we want to actually try and do. And that's why I agree with 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 Hugo. It, it seems we've got this large size, size and scale, but actually, realistically, if 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 truly 80, 90 percent of it is consistent across it, and then we give the capability locally. We've got quite a lot of people in local countries that maybe to do configuration of the products. It doesn't become a problem of a a team of 10 people trying to figure out how to work.
0: That's really interesting because, you know, on the surface of it, people would think that the scale of Aon would cause significant problems. But what you're saying is if you get the core right and deploy the core right everywhere, Actually, because you're not doing different things in every different place with different systems, actually it could make things easier and more streamlined in the first place.
1: Well, Aion, Aion was has grown mostly through mergers and acquisitions. We have to have something that can scale up at whatever rate it needs to. So it's it's not as if we can sit there and say, right, I've got X number of users in X number of locations and therefore that's what we build to. You have to have something that can scale up and scale down as, at whatever speed we want to.
0: Thanks, Paul. That's great. I'd love to pick up on your point that you made a moment ago about IT becoming the bottleneck. And I really want to talk about how business and IT have worked together on this project and made it such a success by, doing, by working together. Can you talk a bit about that from both your perspectives? It'd be really interesting to hear.
1: I, I'll, I'll i mean, I'll kick off. I, I, think, I think there's a couple of really key things and certainly the, the people we've got in the team. I think, I think there is a very good understanding around what we were trying to achieve and how we were trying to achieve and what roles people played. Um, you know, Hugo had a very clear vision, as, as he says, from, from many years ago and, and, and actually the work and direction we wanted to go. And, and, and the team around him understood that technology coming in was very much around, OK, so let's look at how this should work, not the way he traditionally has worked, which is let's go and buy policy systems and administration systems. Um, I've got a lot of those. Um, and so I think understanding that shared vision and direction, where everyone's going to go, the Spanish team were there really from a, a view of okay, look, this is how it really works. You know, Hugh and I sort of talk about these things, but these guys that are every day working on this and do these. and then then bringing Netcall in, really with that that same vision of us of we want something that's that's fast, that's scalable, that that's cloud ready, that's going to take us forward and grow with us, and and one of the things that that. You, you, you know i think part of it is just the way we work together is we don't look at, at net callers you know a vendor they're a partner within the group we have to, they have if, if they fail we all fail and vice versa and i think they really came in really well they understood things like language you know we have to understand that there's variability in there i think that was very powerful for us but more importantly they spent the time understanding what is it we're trying to do why we're trying to do it, where we want to go and i think that Everyone was when we ever had any conversations, all understood what we were trying to achieve and what we were trying to lay out. And everyone knew what role they were playing. You know, we we tend to tend to always uh, being an IT guy, I mean everyone's a a part part IT person, everyone thinks they know a little bit about technology, which is in the case a very dangerous thing. Um, but but you know, ultimately it was making sure we were all playing the roles we were supposed to and the team worked really well together. And we had one more dynamic which was more made it even harder. We had the Spanish team, Netcore team and our groups were together but of course you had the needs of of Hugo and I which is okay how do we drive this out across the globe how do we get it consistent while Spain guys are going look this needs to work for us this is a local market we need to make sure it's working so so that was an interesting dynamic as well it actually worked really well you know focused on what's working locally but expand it to make sure it works globally uh Hugo from, from your side
2: no, I, I, I totally agree with you. And uh, one things you will uh, you will read or hear around Aon is um, uh, the, the the core strategy we have is this notion of Aon United, uh, which is getting the right people at the table doing the right things for our clients. Um, and that's sort of the way we 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 approach this as well, making sure that we got the knowledgeable people around the table from internal and external with uh, with Netcall, um, uh, making sure they focus on 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 the stuff that they needed to do and. In the meantime, we, we, we communicated, um, we over communicated, I will almost say, is what we wanted to achieve here um, and um, in, in what timeframe we wanted to do it. So um, again, being being open, transparent, understanding that there's um, certain roles and rules that, that need to be followed. Um, so none of the operational people, none of the broken people got on on Paul's uh, territory. It was just explaining what we want and, and sort of trusting uh, this, that they could, that they could make it, and um, funnily enough, I mean, we might, we want to talk a bit about the um, uh, the decision making process in Aon um, four years ago when we started this. Uh, people looked at me and said, "Well, this can't be done." And um, talking, to, actually talking to insurers, which we want to connect to the system going forward, every single discussion I've got with them is, "If you're done, can you give us the copy of it because we're searching for that for so long?" And it's so funny because. We came from a position where broken said yeah we can do this uh, the only thing is it can't build it and the it people coming before um, uh, basically said well we can build it but broken is not going to use it so there was a sort of an internal distrust in um well you're always late and it doesn't do what it needs to do and it always fails and 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 the it to the program was like well if we, if we didn't build it you don't use it um i think we put that aside and we would be Paul and I both have been um, uh, really keen to keep the team working together in a in a common goal of getting this done and um, and, and we, we, we blocked out everyone who was of the old saying well this can't be done and uh, and, and and sort of tried to move them move them aside in people that actually uh, actually moved on uh, and and, and did, did the job and and um, and the, the, the number of surprises um, uh, that came out uh, when, when the Spanish the Spanish system worked and uh, we could actually show that it worked um, people are still surprised every now and then that we st- that we pulled it off and um, uh, and I think that that sort of team mentality of let's show them that we can do it um, that has, uh, has been has been brilliant and as Paul said it's not only internal it's not only breaking the internal barriers it's also with uh, with with the net call uh, people I mean they've been absolutely outstanding um entrepreneurial f- flexible um super super good in the uh, in the teamwork I must say. Well,
0: Thank like you for you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Hugo that's uh, that's very kind of you to say. Um I was going to ask a question later on about how you won over the skeptics but maybe you've already uh, addressed that so um uh, uh, well, so this, let's get on to. There is
2: something around showing. Let me let me let me give you a little example. When, when we decided to, uh, to actually move ahead at a certain point in time, there were, I don't know, it was twenty people in the room to uh, to take the decision and actually go for it. Um, talking to at least five of them who were in that decision-making group, I uh, basically said afterwards, "I said, well, yeah, there's nice stories, but we don't believe it." And um, and one of them, a, a colleague of mine. Uh, We we did a little video of the Spanish system when it worked, and um, so it's a six-minute video. Um, I sent it out to him, uh, and and basically, well, this is this is where we are, and um, literally six minutes and five seconds later, I mean, he received it on his phone, watched the video, Um, he called me, and 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 before actually announcing who was talking, he said, "Well, how much of this is a lie?" And uh, because they still, I mean, some of them still don't believe it until they've seen it, so that is where. Um, probably the, 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 the biggest challenge of a large organization is this preconceptions of we're not good in IT, we're not good in IT development, new stuff doesn't work. And if, and if, if you keep saying that to yourself, it's, it's probably going to be true. And, and we've, we've proved the opposite. If you keep saying to yourself, it can be done and, and keep to your original idea of this is what we want to do. Um, I think we've proven that a law is possible that people have to hold for not possible.
0: That's hugely impressive. You know that six-minute video you talked about? I'd love to see that and see what my reaction is at six minutes, 10 seconds. <laughs>
2: I'll, send I'll
0: send it to you. Thank you. I'd love to see it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, okay, let's move on. I wanted to ask the next question about, um, Paul, you had talked earlier on about Aeon collecting lots of policy systems over the years and using different things at different places. This time you chose to use a, a platform approach. I wanted to talk about how and why a platform approach had particularly suited Aeon's Aon, requirements. Was it around built, being able to build capability that had been used across the organization or to scale or for it to be in the cloud? And you know, how critical was the ability to accommodate changes that the business required? as opposed to you know a kind of off-the-shelf solution I guess
1: yeah, well I think it was a bit of all that I mean we're not aware of an off-the-shelf solution that does what what ACL does within our organization um, so so I, have, I haven't seen anything like it and I think look the real the real key reason that we, we went down this path was we're thinking differently around the way we've typically worked as a, as as a insurance broking organization you know we've got well in excess of 100 policy systems through acquisition, through every company seems to have have a different policy system. We seem to have gone out of way to try and make sure we buy a different one every time. But actually, you know, we took a different view. We've taken a very much a data approach mentality. And Aon is is very, very um, smart and very clever around its whole data and data analytics world. And so we looked at saying, okay, so what are we trying to do here? And, And if you think about the model we're trying to do, we're saying we're capturing data and information We're doing some clever things with it. We're working with the carriers. But at the end of the day, that data is very, very valuable. It needs to be reused. Now, whether that's reused in doing policy administration, claims management, risk analysis, it doesn't matter. The idea was was that actually we want to hold it, and we want to hold it once. We want to hold it securely. And then what we wanted to do was make sure that we've got all these other components. Every company has to have all these different connectivity, whether it's connecting into as a document management, document production systems, uh, client client management systems. And so, you know, we could have typically gone down the, the original the original route of gone to a typical COPS vendor and they said, no problem, we'll sell you something that does all of that. And you go and buy it and you end up with a solution which is fundamentally different to the solution that you, you just had yesterday. But they're all driven by this mentality that we need to own this whole environment and we need to be, be one monolithic policy system. By creating... Uh, an environment which is and, and utilizing the technology in the front, from Netcall around the speed and the speed to be able to deliver things like products and capabilities while having that connectivity to so not worry about the data not sitting in its product, not worrying about that. She can go off, get documents, bring them back in again, and they don't need to sit within a solution. And but also the fact that a lot of what I've got today sits on prem, and a lot of what we've built is another future and application layers sitting out in the cloud. So you sort of end up sort of saying, well, we didn't really have a choice. We could have created another solution. But the problem would have been if we bought something or created something which was all-encompassing, I couldn't deploy it. And I couldn't deploy it because I didn't have a view of what every country has got this system. Every country has got this model and every country's got this thing because they're all different. And that's why it was really important we create a very, very strong core, easy connectivity, easy um uh, capabilities of where it, how it wants to be used. And and that's why we didn't really have a choice. And, and look, being honest, we went down the path right at the beginning of how do we build this? And we were heading straight down the typical route of let's go and get some Java developers and let's go and stand them up and let's start coding on things. Um, and it was a team coming together saying what we're doing here is something different from a business perspective. This is something different. So let's look differently from a technology perspective as well. So it was actually probably more driven by, by us thinking differently about the whole solution and not just let's just rush out and go and look for some, some you know, you know, low cost um, Java development um, entities. We've got them, but we didn't go down a path. We looked at, at Netcall. Netcall came to the table, understood our problem, understood what we wanted to try and do and came with a very good set of, of capabilities that we've, uh, we've taken advantage of.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I and if I can add to that, I mean, I'm not the platform expert here, but uh, I mean, the thing, the thing we, um, uh, we we, we experienced is, again, as Paul said, having the core right and, and being able to deviate or add on a local level, um, as we call it, configure uh, to the local market and the local circumstances, uh, and the speed of that. Uh, I mean, we have had... Um, uh, uh, Systems And and I I, I divide between systems where we used to go. We need to have a system that actually worked. And all the discussions internally are still like, well, when is the system coming? So actually the system is not coming. There's a platform coming where we actually can build your local system. And part of it's already been built uh, because we've got the core right. And then it's it's up to you to actually see whether a Spanish system or an Italian system or a Chilean system actually works for you in that way or that we need to make uh, additions to that and the, the, the way the quick the, the 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 amount of speed we could do that with as uh, so we had a a, a system um, elsewhere in the world where adding a new product uh, would take three months of it work to actually get it online and um, and guess what i mean these things change quite quite rapidly i mean it might it might sound for the outside world that the insurance world is this old dusty standard product world um, but the change in risk is constant and the change in products is constant so keeping to the process and, and having a flexible way of, of adapting to new realities or new regulations. Um, if, you, if you come to stuff like Know Your Client, compliance stuff and um, also internal compliance for us on on how we deal with stuff, I mean, sanction clauses, I mean, having that done across the globe on each individual systems and pulling that now back into the core because we think that no one should deviate from any of our central strategies makes life so much more easy. and. And again, the, 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 the speed with which we can do that um, uh, actually is, is superb. And you, you'll, you'll never beat that with a system which, first of all, will never work across the entire world. And then if you get variations of that, the entire operation is, um, is, is, is blown because you can't control that anymore.
0: Powerful, powerful arguments indeed. <laughs> Thank you, gents. Um let's, uh, let's keep going. Uh, you talked a bit about working with Netcall, but I wanted to ask you specifically about, you know, how you found working with Netcall and the Liberty Great technology.
2: So, I mean, let me sort of, um, uh, as I said before, I mean, uh, I think the, uh, the, 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 um, the way the team has, has sort of been fluid into our team, um, uh, there's, there's hardly um, seen any difference between an Aon employee or a Netcall employee. I mean, they work seamlessly together um uh, that has been has been has been brilliant and uh, so i've been in touch with uh, with a a couple of your organization over the over the terms i mean it's it was easy to pick up the phone and get an update or share a concern or um and 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 i said i'll I'll, I'll pick up the phone as easy um to your to your people as i would do to my own and um, uh, the 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 total openness from from your end into us on what's working what's not working um, but also the entrepreneurial side. I mean, uh, we, we went into contract, and guess what? Uh, throughout throughout the process, things change. Uh, and rather than keep to the original contract and, and like say, so, well, this this is what we agreed, and, and we need to. It was really entrepreneurial. We built something together as uh, as one team. Um, and in that sense, it was a it was a journey where we were, we, were, we we both knew that. There will be hurdles on your side, on our side, and and, and uh, we, we we managed to tackle all of them. And and even today, as we speak, I mean, it's in the in the rollout that we're um, that we're doing now, and and um, is 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 the plan is to go across the entire globe now with the uh, with the entire system. Um, there will be other hurdles, with the other um, uh, uh, burning hoops to jump. Um, but we are we're. I mean, the confidence between the teams, from you to us and from us to you, is has, has been brilliant. So, um, so yeah, that's. Um, I, I can't say anything, anything negative or critical around it. It's been, it's been as one team. Good.
0: Thank yeah. you. Paul, would you like to add? Anything?
2: Yeah, I think I think one thing is really important that, that we,
1: we've we've been working with Nickle, which is which is very different. Typically, when you work with with partners, you know, the aim is very much around. That they want to own every component. They want to manage every component, provide resources for every component. We've got to make money. I think everybody understands it. What Netcall has been brilliant at, he's, he's coming and saying, look, we can do a lot of the call with you and we'll bring your guys with us so you can end up being self-sufficient so you can manage this. And even in our model under things like the product configuration model, we actually use a multi-language, low-cost partner to do the product configuration for because ultimately, you know, Netcall will say, look, you can do this quicker, faster. We can do more scale volume by using those things. And so, you know, it's so refreshing to actually have a partner working with you. She says, this is something we think you could use this model for. And actually, rather than just saying, actually, you know, we've got people who can do that. Let's just bring that into us and bring that into us. And the reason is, is because they're very much focused on that end game of we want to deploy something around the world globally, manage it globally, having the same technology and grow with Aon. They don't need to worry about how many people can I try and bring in to actually do the configuration, because that would actually slow us down. You know, as, as we know, there are, there are a lot of partners out there that, that can do much better resource models. So, uh, you know, not only, uh, you know, reiterate um, what, what Hugo said, the team have been absolutely fantastic. And, and Hugo wasn't completely honest, It's a lot easier to get hold of the Netcore guys than me sometimes, and he, and he knows that as well. Um <laughs> But, but what I will say is, is it has really been working really well together, the flexibility. We haven't had them turning up waving contracts at us, and, and you know that we know we've, we've been through of that previously, um, as, as we always do in the technology industry. But it was the fact that they've come to us and said, this is where we feel if you want to go at speed and scale, this is alternative, because they realized that that is better for Aon. And I really do feel that they were creating a solution for Aon and not something that we would typically get going, well, actually, we're going to lock you into forever and in a day, and this is what we're going to try and do. So, look, honestly, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say enough about them and the, and the, the team that we actually used. Uh, very good indeed. Really was very. It was really enjoyable, which is a, a strange word you tend to use in technology.
0: Thank you. That's uh, that's very kind. I'm sure everybody here at Netcall has really enjoyed working with you too. So, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Final couple of questions then. So, uh, what advice would you give to anybody embarking on a journey like yours? And what would you highlight as some of the key lessons learned?
2: So, I mean, it's, uh, we, we, we said it a couple of times. It's the scope of the project uh, which, uh, which made this uh, uh, even possible. Uh, keep an eye on, on what you want to deliver uh, and don't, don't change that, um, at least not for the phase one. Um, so the, 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 the times I've said uh, when, when people say, well, wow, we got this, then we can do the policy policy issuing as well. I so, said, well, this is not a policy management system. We got a policy management system, we, and there's better policy management system than this. And the policy management system say they can do broking, so let's make a broking product. And the same with, with invoicing and with claims and with. Um, so so actually in, in um, uh, so the, the other thing is communication uh, is is uh, making sure that everyone is on the same page on what we're building, what we're trying to do, what the um, uh, what what we're trying to achieve. Um, and funny is when we use these uh, these PowerPoint decks, which uh, get sharper any time and at a certain point in time I, I actually put in a, um, a slide which said this is not a policy management system so <laughs> so again I mean um, the, 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 the one million ideas which came out of this if we do this then we can do that um, uh, literally looking at getting the process right getting the stuff done what we want getting the controls in that we want uh, making sure that it's the base is right and no one can touch the base as Paul said, there were, there were. I mean, the Spanish team has been, has been brilliant. Also, them, they could, could sort of um, switch between. This is what we need in Spain, and guess this is what we, what we built for, uh, for the world. So, so some of these things, which were not a high priority for them, but were high priority for us in the international scale, um, they understood where we were going. They understood we were not building a Spanish system, and uh, and they, and they feel they've built a, a European or a global system. Started of European, then we looked at global. Is that they they understand. They build a global system with the Spanish configuration. So it's that mindset on understanding what you're building and and making sure that the entire team is working towards that. Um, I think has been has been the, the the sort of the the backbone of this of this of this project. And uh, every time someone went off track, and and whether it was me because I saw some good commercial uh, activity there, or whether it was Paul or some. Uh, issues or opportunities on the uh, on the IT side or the locals I mean everyone kept each other on well guys understand this is what we're building so uh, so I would say that's that's been my uh, most important lesson and and again if you got a core right then, um, uh, then 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 everyone can live with that and um, uh, that, that, has, that that has kept us on track on the entire on the entire project yeah I, th- I think that, that that is absolutely key and I think the, the other thing is around
1: and we sort of touched on it earlier around the sort of transparency and honesty. You know, some, some of the best technology, technology solutions have been destroyed by trying to get them to do something they shouldn't be doing. And NetCore has been very, very powerful with us around where they feel that should be within within the, the, the solution, within their technology, or where it should be outside and that we, we, we take a different approach to things. And I think that's, you know, it's sort of coming back to, to the partnering and, and the teamwork of the team is not just, not just, trying to force something into a solution because we have that solution. But how do we work, you know, as a team to say, this is where we should be doing things and how we shouldn't be doing things. And NEC has been just as much at the table telling us how we should be, should we, should we enable things and how we should design things um, more than anybody. And, and I think that, you know, one of the things that you sort of, you, you asked around, so, so what, would you, what would you learn from it? Well, I think, I think a couple of things. First of all, make sure very clear on everyone understands what, what the, the end goal is. I think be very clear on um, understanding why you're doing it. You know, we know why we're doing this. We knew what we were trying to do. Understand understand the components and the technology components you want to connect and, and actually work with. You know, we spend time looking at, at the product to understand what is it doing, why is it doing those things. I mean, we talk, everyone talks about low code and, and and that very quickly and very simply, but there's various models on that. You know, what what the... Product that the netcore came with was something that is a low code environment, not a low code piece of code, if you like. It was it was actually an environment which worked really well for us, and we knew it came with a lot of things straight out of the box that were important to us, like security and like those different models. Um, and so you know, really just just going into it with a view of this is how we this is how we do want to do things. We understand all the component parts, and look, you don't always know everything. You know, we've connected to to solutions which we didn't even have when we started this this journey. Um, But it it is just making sure that you put everyone together and everybody's at the table when you're having the conversations around what you're doing and and, and giving everyone the opportunity to change what you do. Um, Because we certainly don't know know all the right answers um, within Aon. No one does. But if you bring a team together and you bring sort of from different areas and and backgrounds, it was huge. It was actually huge for us.
0: Thank you, Paul. That's great. Um, final question, then: uh, what What are the plans for the future? What, where do you see the future for Aeon and uh, and what, what are you going to be doing next?
2: So it's quite easy. I mean, uh, Nexus uh, finishes off. Uh, I mean, uh, again, we, we 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 have a million ideas around. Um, uh, once this is um, uh, this is implemented around the globe. Um, there's still some unfinished business in uh, in what we do. I mean, uh, w- one of the things we want to make sure is that uh, we we've got a structured we've got a structured data and a structured process now on our side. Um, it's running in Spain. We're implementing it in a, in a couple of other countries. Um, so that's all moving right. Um, what we now want to do is make the experience on the carrier side, uh, because that's what we want is the insurer to have the data without any rekeying. I mean, our industry is still. Quite um, uh, rekey heavy, I would say. Um, uh, get, getting that, getting that right, making sure that the experience on their side and the the, the products and the um, the communication with them is uh, is done is uh, is is the next one. And we're we're uh, many trying to to get that done. Um, there's a huge discussion in the in the, in the market uh, going on as as uh, as we speak with to to get that to get them in there because that's another dimension of other systems, other way of working, other ideas around this, uh, how this goes. But um, every, everyone sees the value of this. So that's, uh, that's number one. And I would say, broadening that out, uh, once we've got this structured data uh, ready, uh, I mean, the world, the world of data and connectivity with data outside of our um, uh, data is huge. Um, even inside our own data is looking at stuff like claims data and risk management data, which are just outside of the broken process now connecting those together um, uh, Actually actually it would make sense and then connecting them to to external sources where we can improve our performance to clients and to carriers um, is, uh, is, is what we were looking at and, um, and one, of, one of the things I've been um, sort of involved in in a on a, a side way is, uh, is looking at stuff like um, like blockchain type of solutions um, again, the, the, the industry not being standardized at all doesn't make any sense to go that route uh, but once we got this uh, a bit a bit more standardized I think there's there's stuff in there which uh, which might be uh, might be super interesting as well so that's that's my my idea uh, don't speak them out too loudly though don't, don't come to me with ideas like that well I guess we're gonna finish this one first
1: <laughs> yeah
2: I, I think I think here is right I think you know top
1: priorities is let's try this out I mean and so um, and we've got some some um, strong models. We, we know how we want to do it and how we want to try and do things. I mean, we have also started looking, in fact, a bit more than looking, but we're working with Netcall around claims, claims data, and claims information, um, certainly around sort of standardised data um, and a governance model over that to look at large losses, consensus claims, and, and those different areas. Um, and the great thing about that is... We're looking at the same connectivity that we've already got that we have within ACLs. We can we can reuse a lot of the, the connectivity side. We can reuse the data connections to a single claims data model, and and then more importantly, you know, as we drive forward and as we drive drive going from, I'm using exactly the same platform and the same technology layer, so I don't have to go through huge model, you know, rework models of oh I need to do more, you know, firewall changes and, and system changes and everything else. It, it's it's there and it's readily available, and so. Um, and that piece of work is, is again, a, a fairly quick piece of work because the tool is a quick model that we can work with. The great news is we know we can expand it, we can grow it, and exactly as we're do, we do looking at within the ACL world. Mass deployment, drive it out quickly across the company, focus on the carriers, how do we get that across? And as we know, every carrier is different. So, okay, so we've got the ability to have a core template in there with a configurator, uh, configuration capability on top of it so uh, look, where, where else we go we've got some some stuff to finish off now um, we've got some other programs going on around the place but no it certainly is our sort of future um, one of our, our core um, technologies that we want to use going forward regardless of whatever the solution is
0: okay um, gentlemen that's great Uh, Let me say thank you. And so Hugo Wegbrands, Paul Brutzel from Aon, thank you very much for your time today. We're very grateful.